Hi, this is Kyle. And this is Rich. Welcome to episode 93 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's Silver Side Up by Nickelback. Let's get into it. for some I don't know how would how would we nickelback eyes the the intro uh I'd probably just start singing about girls over the top of it I think (laughs) some chunky yeah chunky chords that probably sound chunky than they are round yeah exactly and I'll just go party at the very top (laughs) it's not that era of nickelback no you're right this we're sorry we're in good nickelback territory so well well well, don't don't show your cards (laughs) sorry I mean we showed them we showed them probably 93 times on the podcast already haven't we yeah yeah um how are you i am good um what's new in the the world of me this week very little the house continues to exist which is always a good thing um <laughs> hasn't we, fallen down no hasn't fallen down yet though bits of our ceiling in the living room do keep crumbling because there's no you know thing holding them up like i said but that is getting fixed on monday the plumber is coming <laughs> on monday to fix the pipe out the back and then that means that the extension work can begin in earnest so next week we should be to the point where i can literally just not think about it anymore because it's just going to be happening and i can just be like ah that noise is so the good. work so uh, yes, that's the the key component of the week. We're off to our friend's thirtieth summer bash tomorrow, uh, where Ooh, Jess and I will that? be. That's in uh, the Forest of Dean. She lives just over the river. Oh yes, uh, in the yeah. Forest of Dean. Yeah, I um, think she's made an appearance before. She has. Show. Beth, nice to see you again. Um, we are. It's fantasy, fantastical creatures. So Jess and I spent last night painting up some horns. We are both going as satyrs. Um, so we've got like furry gilets and we're going to make some furry like belts for pelts uh, and are yes, they the we... things that are like half goat half human yeah like Phil yeah. from Hercules <laughs> He's a like Phil from Hercules <laughs> yes. exactly so yes. I imagine me as Danny DeVito and you'll basically oh my there. god talking of which uh-huh. do you know they've just announced the live action Hercules yeah and Guy Ritchie's directing it right yeah because obviously Aladdin was the greatest thing yeah. in the world. They said, hey, Guy Ritchie, do you want to do another one? <laughs> Let's go around again. Yeah, very strange. Wait, what about you? How are you? You're you're flying off in a few hours. What's going on? No, you're not. You're going to work in England in a few hours. Um, I'm actually just going into London for a pleasure, Kyle. If you can Who imagine. Who am I talking to? What's there to do in London? We put an offer on a new house. It's been accepted. We said, fuck you to the other ones. <laughs> Woo! And yes. And uh, the the only caveat is that Bex hasn't seen this place that we All are right. now buying because I went to sit by myself during the week. So she's she's currently in Brighton and she's driving from Brighton to the house after work today. So I'm going to get the train through London and meet her there for the viewing. Otherwise, I'm wearing my new Architects hat. I don't know if you can see it. It says can... for the for those that wish to exist UK I... tour. Yeah. Um, and they've just been announced. As supporting Support Biffy. Biffy Clyro. Yeah. What? I know. I saw. I was like, what? That's a lineup. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it does guarantee that they'll play, because there's a song on the new album that has Simon Neal doing guest vocals. So oh, there you go. If they he don't no play choice. that, they'd be silly little boys, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
We'll find out if they're silly little boys. Um, talking of silly little boys, I'm also <laughs> doing... No, you thought I was going to go to Nickelback, though. I'm not yet. just yet. The perfect segue. <laughs> Um, but talking of silly little boys, I'm doing something unprecedented today, and I've got the door open. There's a cat in here with me. Jesus Christ. They seem to just be asleep, and they're not ah, doing anything. Nocturnal cats. Uh, and I feel like if I close the door, then they'll suddenly go, what's in there that we're not yeah, allowed? But if what I are we just... missing out on? Exactly. Whereas uh, if I just don't move them, maybe we'll be okay. So Fingers crossed. But yes, I've been I've been working nights this week. Oh shit! Um, and as a result of that, as I was saying off air, I'm feeling pretty ropey. Uh, well, I'm hoping it's as a result of that. I'm actually going to do a COVID test on air. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to I, see I it. I have had a sore throat for two days, so Uh-oh. who knows? Do you, re- do you reckon anyone's ever had their their COVID situation discovered live on a podcast before? <laughs> no, but we love to be the first. Oh, we do. We're the first people on Earth to ever say that Appetite for Destruction is shit. And now we're going to be the first people to do a COVID test live on air and find out that one of our hosts is yes. not, not I mean, going back to work. <laughs> everyone's been thinking that about Appetite for Destruction. It's just no one wanted to say it. No, no one was brave enough to say it. The, the casual nature with which you are doing that is that shows a man who has done a lot of this. <laughs> In the past few years. Yeah. Literally not phased. Um, I would have sneezed 16 times by now. <laughs> um, but working nights, so I'm driving home at like 5, 6 in the morning. Yeah, And it's about time. a 50 minute drive, um, which is not fun. No. And the first few nights, I was very tired doing that. And I was like, what can I do to keep myself awake? And I tried listening to everything. I was listening to Iowa turned straight up to 10. <laughs> I was listening to like vulgar display, like everything like that. And nothing like that was keeping me awake. And then I put on Silver Side Up. Yeah. Keep me so awake, Kyle. Damn right. There you go. So if nothing um, else, it's a, it's a cure for, for late night it's, tiredness is what you're saying. Would we like to do a bit of history about the band Nickelback, or at least would you like to? Have you heard this album before, Kyle? <laughs> I reckon in the past 21 years since its release, I've heard it at least twice. <laughs> this week? Yeah, this week. Probably this yeah. morning. Um, yes, I'm well aware of this album. I I mean, as, again, as we, we both know, this is prime time in terms of our you know, musical heritage, our musical development as as teens. This is 2001. We've already discussed lots of 2001 sort of records or 2001 adjacent records. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this was this was the the years of Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit and uh, System of yeah. a Down and, and all that sort of stuff. So it was right there. As soon as I heard How You Remind Me, I was like, oh, like everyone else in the world. Oh, that's a cool song. I wonder what the album sounds like. And then here we are. I think this was the first like rock album that I got Shit. I'm trying to think back. I think the the first ones that I had were this and All Killer No Filler. Another gem, yeah. Another gem, yeah. And I think this was the first one. And I was actually introduced to Nickelback by my sister, which in 93 episodes, this might be the first because we don't have quite the same musical tastes. No. Um, but I remember she'd said like, oh, I've, I've just phoned in to the radio station and requested this song and I was like oh cool I'll go listen to it then 
and obviously like everyone was requesting uh yeah. how you remind me at that point but um so I listened to it and I was like oh yeah it's pretty pretty good I think yeah. <laughs> shit and that's how I got into Nickelback yeah oh my god well thank you Sister Osborne Sister Osborne she's not a nun <laughs> oh, you've always made out like she was a nun. <laughs> so the fun thing about Nickelback is that, as we discovered in the Creed episode, yeah. they were voted the second most hated band of the 90s. Yes. Which I still have issues with because I don't think anyone was hating Nickelback in the 90s. I agree. I absolutely agree with you. They'd done Curb and The State. And if anyone was particularly hating them, based on those two albums, I think yeah. that's their issue. Yeah, I agree with you. There is no way that, like, as 1999 ticked into 2000, everyone went, oh, I hope Nickelback never do anything. God, they've ruined this decade. Exactly, like, yeah. I think that's a retroactive vote where too many people picked the easy option yeah. and said, oh, yeah, Nickelback is shit. They yeah. probably were shit when they started. Correct. Um, and But then they were, like... In terms of sales, they were the most successful rock group of the noughties. Yep. So. Uh, largely because of this album. Yeah, this album. I, oh, and I guess uh, Thingy, right? Uh, the one with Rockstar on it, that, with the song that wouldn't yeah, go away. Yeah, All the Right Reasons. All the Right yeah. Reasons, that's what it's called. Um, but I mean, they they apparently had four albums in the top, like top albums of that decade. Jesus which, uh, Christ. Yeah, because I guess Long Road must have been quite big. Yeah, and then, those two. and then Dark Horse was 2008 or something, so that's yeah. Probably I, something. I didn't realize people were still loving. I mean, I had Dark Horse, but I didn't. I thought by that point they weren't like, oh my god, it's Nickelback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Maybe they were. No, I don't remember the big singles off that. But again, it was probably just the post rock star. What did they do next? Was that the one with Animals, or was that on? No, all that was Reasons? All the Right Reasons. Yeah, didn't All the Right Reasons have about 18 singles? Yes, I think I think it had 19 songs and 18 singles. Yes. <laughs> it's like Thriller. But better! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, the, what was on Dark Horse? That was the one that had... Burn It Down? Burn It burn to the it Ground? Down. Or whatever it's called? Burn It... Burn it, burn it well, yeah, Burn It Down's Alter Bridge. Yeah, Burn yeah, It to the Ground. To the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That, this, that's the album where my, my... The thing I make fun of came in, where like there was a song that was like, my friend's taking drugs and it's really bad. And then the next song is like, yeah. let's go to a bar! Wow! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Chad, there was, consistency, please. Because it had, yeah, it had that really like dark song on it, and then like the next one on it wasn't wasn't it just the one that was called S E X? Yes, like, in initials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like fucking Guys, you're, you're ruining our. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean, yeah, should we do a rough history of Nickelback? Give the people, yeah, uh, of their terrible the start being the, the worst band ever as soon as they arrived on the scene. Okay, Nickelback are oh, from Canada. What? They formed in 1995 yes. by the Kroger brothers. Originally, it was Chad Kroger, uh, Mike Kroger, and Brandon Kroger on drums, who then got replaced by uh, Ryan. How are we saying Ryan, the drummer's surname? I mean, Vicadal is how I would probably say Vicodal. it. But, but I don't okay. know. Why, what, yeah. what would you say? What do you look at it and see? Well, for 21 years, I've been calling him Ryan Vikedal, which I know is wrong, but... <laughs> I mean, it might not be. I don't know. Um, who knows? And... Uh, and then Ryan Peake as the uh, the second guitarist yeah. fills it up as a four piece. Um, yeah, so they formed in 1995. Uh, their first album, which I think was self released originally, and then yeah. retroactively it was properly released, um, was Curb. And then they followed that up in 1999 with The State. 
and then this album, Silver Side Up, was twen- uh, 2001. It was released mm-hmm. September 11th, so same as Toxicity. I didn't... I feel like everyone... Everyone knows that Toxicity and, and uh, uh, the Slayer album were released on 9-11, but I... I mean, for an album this big, I I did not realize that this was no, me neither. This was released then because this is but, definitely sold more than both of those albums. You'd think this would be just, like the big so. the biggest album of that that sort of date. I guess yeah, certainly the biggest rock album. Sorry of that date, yeah. Yeah, although I mean, System went straight to number one, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And uh, this didn't get to number one in the US, Kyle. It's I think it might be the first ever instance of us having a. UK number one and not a US number one oh, on the Jesus podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. We, we got something right. We got something right, yes. Take that, America. Uh, take that, America. Um, Jay-Z, it, it sort of, it peaked at number two. I think it eventually got there and at that point Jay-Z was number one. Yeah. Um, but it did reach uh, number one in the UK and number one in Canada, Austria and Ireland. Do you think everything they do um, gets to number one in Canada? Well, this was their first ever charting in Canada, and then it, it went to number one, which is pretty cool. That um, is pretty good. And the state had previously got to 130 in America, then got to number two. This one got to number two. So it was definitely a massive jump for them, I think. Mm. Um, I mean, the state is like a fine rock album from the yeah. 90s. Uh, is. But I, I don't think it's... I think a lot of people would probably assume that Silver Side Up was their first album. Yeah, it's a lot more polished because it was major label and, and that sort of deal. But yeah. yeah, it's certainly, if you listen to The Curb and The State, they're a lot more, um, like, raw. Like, they are sort of self, self-produced self yeah. kind, of, kind of deal. Um, well, I, I did listen to Curb again this week mm-hmm. um, because there's a song on Silver Side Up that's also on Curb. Yes. And I, I wanted to, to see how they, differently they sounded. And that whole album is so, like... 90s crunchy like yeah. it's yeah it's it's a really odd little album actually yeah um okay let's talk sales figures kyle it Jeez. sold a few just one or two i reckon three times platinum in the uk Jesus. six times platinum in america eight times platinum in canada of course everyone in canada bought it everyone in canada <laughs> bought it yes twice <laughs> uh so yeah it sold about 10 million worldwide Jesus in total Christ which is pretty good. Um, produced by Rick Parashar, who did Temple of the Dog, and 10 by Pearl Jam, and a couple of songs from Dirt, I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, mixed by Randy Staub, who is a Canadian mixer, mixer? recording artist, a uh, recording engineer, engineer I guess. Engineer, yeah. yeah. Um, and he actually won a Juno for this album, which is the Canadian Awards. Grammys, yeah. Yeah, uh, this the the only time he's ever he's been nominated a million times, but this is the only <laughs> one he's won. Well, makes sense. Um, yeah, and it was mastered by a guy called George Marino, who is one of those people who has a separate page for his di- discography, and it's Get like it. thousands of albums. Yeah, turns out he's mastered everything you've ever listened to. Yes, apart from things that Ted Jensen's done. Yeah, Ted. And it was recorded at a place called Greenhouse Studios in Canada. Of course. I mean, they must have like yes. by, by now. They must have like their own like Metallica, like their own complex. Do you reckon? Do you reckon they've got like like the Foo Fighters have their own like? Yeah, at this studio? point, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. must do, mustn't they? I mean, should we up top talk about like I know we've sort of touched on the most hated band thing, but should we talk about like how where where did you go after this? Do you do you still listen to Nickelback? Uh, well, I went after this. I got 
I went back and got the state and curb. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, stuck with them for long road, all the right reasons. Dark Horse, I, I sort of knew... I, I definitely didn't pick up on it on the long road. I don't know when their sort of transition to this super commercial rock band happened. I, I don't know if it happened on the long road and I was oblivious to it mm-hmm. because I, I certainly feel like I knew that it was happening on all the right reasons and I could tell like, ugh, photograph, ugh, rock star. <laughs> like, um, but in my head, the long road is still like a decent rock album. Yeah. Um, and then I, I thought Dark Horse was, uh, apart from the whiplashy sort of side to it, I thought it yeah. had some like darker, like it had some really, I don't know, even throughout like all the right reasons, I think they are a lot riffier than you ever picture in your head. Yeah. And they always just have enough cool riffs to keep you wanting more. Um, yeah. And then after Dark Horse, I haven't listened to a single thing. Yes. Uh, so I'm exactly the same. I had the long mm-hmm. road, got all the right reasons, and I remember the same thing. Like I liked it, but you could tell it felt like there was a slight edge of, of like yeah. a change maybe. And then I I mildly remember Dark Horse, but I think I think that whiplashy nature of it was like something's going on here. Like I don't like these party anthem songs. Um, yeah. And then yeah, and then I I saw them live. I saw them live. I think on the all the right reasons tour. Um, nice. And they put on a good old show, but it was it was obviously a lot more playing all the right reasons because there were eight singles off it or whatever and a lot less yeah. of i think they only played like how you remind me and too bad and i was like come on give me oh, where really? do i hide or you know what i mean i was hoping for more wow okay yeah yeah so and i imagine if you go see them now i probably wouldn't know, know like any songs basically um no they'd probably end with rockstar and apart from that it'd be like who what is this yeah <laughs> who the hell is this yeah, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm exactly the same. But I, I went back, certainly, and listened to The State and Curb after, uh, after Silver's Head Up. Anyway, you're right. Let's get into it. Let's do... Uh, I know you've sort of done a lineup, but should we do a quick lineup and a, and a track listing and get on with it? Yes, I think we should, yes. Perfect. So in terms of personnel, we've got Chad Kroger, lead vocals, uh, guitar, sort of some lead guitar stuff as well. It's never quite clear who's doing the solos. I feel like they both trade off these days, at least, but I don't know on this album. I think Chad does a lot of the lead. Uh, I think Yeah, I think generally on this... Chad was the lead and Ryan was the rhythm. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Ryan, rhythm guitar, backing vocals. Uh, Mike Kroger, bass guitar. Sorry, that's Ryan Peak on rhythm guitar and backing vocals. Mike Kroger on mm. bass guitar and Ryan Vickerdale on drums and percussion. There's also a slide guitar on the final song, which we'll talk about later on. Played oh, by, there is. Yeah, there is. By a guy called Ian Thornley. In terms yes. of a track listing, we have Never Again, How You Remind Me, Woke Up This Morning, Too Bad, Just For, Hollywood, Money Bought, Where Do I Hide, Hangnail, and Good Times Gone. Uh, also, at the top of my notes, sorry, just very quickly, because uh, I don't think it'll come up organically if I don't talk about it. Um, mm. Around this time, Chad Kroger did the song Hero for Spider-Man, which is a goddamn love banger. It. Yeah, absolutely yeah. love it. I found out in my research this week that Matt Cameron played the drums on that song. Shut up. Yes. What? Matt Cameron oh. played the drums. He's not in the video because apparently he had... I was like, this is why I was looking at I was like, he's definitely not in the music video for that. But yeah, apparently he had like a family issue on the day of filming, so he couldn't make the video. But it's him playing the drums on that song. Can't believe wow. it. I know. I mean, that that is like a little super group single, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's a tune. Uh, because you've got Josie Scott doing the other vocals, mm-hmm. the, uh, the front man of Saliva. I think he's also playing guitar on it. Yes. Maybe just singing. And, and then... 
God, what's the guy's name? But it's the, it's the singer and guitarist from a band called Theory of a Dead Man. Yeah. On lead on that. And I, I think they were quite like a manufactured post-grunge band because yeah. I think Chad basically made Theory of a Dead Man happen. Yeah, and they I think um, they toured with them and it was just like watching proto Nickelback or whatever, like some yeah, little weird yeah. clone of Nickelback and then Yeah. I I really liked their debut album. Right. But it if I listened to it now I'd be like, Oh yeah, this is just a band being Nickelback. Yeah. Because <laughs> I saw them they supported Alterbridge. Oh shit. Um Oh yeah. At Wembley. It was like yeah. Theory of a Dead Man, then Blackstone Cherry, then Alterbridge. And by that point it was like I don't recognise these people. So there's another band that, in my opinion, got nickelbacked. Blackstone Cherry. They yes, definitely. They their first two albums I really liked, and then they went on tour with Nickelback, and then they just turned into Nickelback. Yeah, they just started doing songs about parties. <laughs> parties, yeah, very strange. Um, yeah. Sorry. So never again. We start with never again. Da, dun, dun, we start da. with never again. Oh, what an iconic opening. Yeah, that bass though. I love how loud the bass is on this album. Like it's. So huge, groovy. isn't it? Yeah, it's enormous. Yeah. Like his big five string plays with his fingers as well, I think. But yeah, it sounds yeah. like lovely the whole way through. It's just nice to yeah. hear. Oh. And and Ryan is a really good drummer. Like so yes. much better than he should be for this album. I agree. So we like there's the thing where when Daniel joined the band, the guy that replaced him for yeah. all our reasons, and the song Follow Your Home starts with that ridiculous drumming. <laughs> and it's like and it's the best thing he ever does, and then after that it's just playing in four four for like half an hour yeah, and yeah. it's really boring. Like you I sort of always thought like, oh he's showing up the old drummer, like oh but the yeah. more I listen to like this and the and uh, the long road and stuff. Ryan's so good, and also he gets to play like more interesting parts because their songs used to be really more does. interesting. So yeah. he's like he's right in the pocket, and he's a really good drummer. And his drums sound amazing as well on this album. They Shit. they really do, yeah. And mm. I think there's uh, especially in this song, his drums are like pitched quite high, like the mm-hmm. snare feels quite high, which especially in that intro because the bass is so huge. Yeah, his his drums don't get like lost or muddied in that. It's like it sounds so separated. It's great, yeah. and then they also the main riff of this song, even though it's thick and really, really distorted, it's all octave chords. So again, mm-hmm. that's super high. So the bass just has its own place for the whole time, mm-hmm. which just it just doesn't usually with with sort of standard. Like post grungy stuff. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. Um yeah, it's cool. And it's got that like you said earlier, you sort of hinted at the nickel back. It's not really a riff. This is more there. Like that's sort of quite simple. That's that's exactly what it is. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And it's like like a chord and then maybe slide up to a chord and then another chord. It's not like one of their... Because they do riff as we'll talk about. But this is is your radio Nickelback sort of deal where it's like, you know, they're not not blowing you away with a sweet ass riff. Mm. Agreed. But it's... uh, Yeah, it's sort of... I don't know. It's it's got this... Like, yes, it's, it's radio rock, but it's kind of heavier than it should be yeah, isn't it it really is yeah i don't know if that's to do with his guitar tone because it's enormous. so so enormous yeah it's so much more distorted than it should be almost mm-hmm. um you'd expect i don't know I, th- I think as they went on they did a lot more with like one acoustic one yeah electric and but in this album it's just two really distorted yeah very cool um and there's a lot of weird feedback sounds on this song and sort of throughout the album there's a lot of noises going on yeah there are i don't know how a lot of them done this in, in the second verse of this in the left ear this is like click 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 yeah. like, i don't know what the hell he's doing but it's just like 
he could playing you know. above the yeah above i guess the... so yeah but it's like he's yeah it's like normally you would just say don't play until your guitar comes in but he was like no, actually, no. i'm gonna do whatever i want and they just let yeah it, it is interesting like going back to this album as i don't know when i was growing up i just thought of post grunge as a genre that happened after grunge but yes the more the more we listen to post grunge albums the more i like see they're not just afterwards they're like coming from that place like there's so many 90s seattle things or ideas in this album yeah um and i think that that sort of you know we, we talked a lot about the dirtiness of grunge and i think things like those noises in like instead yeah. of it just being a clean 4/4 four four and, and some bass just having those weird noises in the mm-hmm. background it just adds this layers of texture doesn't it yeah which is i think like you say what is missing from all the right reasons and beyond they're like mm-hmm. polished polished like you know pristine as can be whereas this still has Sorry. a bit more oh slight um well not slight tangent absolute tangent you <laughs> okay. just said all the right reasons and beyond which reminded me, I went to see Lightyear at the weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, unfortunately. Okay. But, but the oh. man who, who adores Pixar above all else, I've not managed to see it yet. So we might go Fine. tonight or we'll go uh, yeah, early next week, if not. So that's for next episode, I'm afraid. But also, I love the way all your right. mind works. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so what are we thinking about like lyrics and, and song ideas on this album so there's a thing where i wanted to talk to you about because i think for a lot of this album we it's you know not bad like it's certainly the the better side of chad um but there's bits on this we'll we'll talk about on the, i mean the one to talk about on this is the line she's just a woman because she's just a woman it doesn't quite sit with me you know what i mean like when i was mm-hmm. 10 years old or whatever it was just like a, a lyric to shout but that these days yeah. when i listen to it it's like it's like he's trying to be noble you know the idea like a man shouldn't hit a woman and he's but it does it comes across quite condescending that he's just like yeah you know what i mean i I think it's coming from the right place but it also still has this very like patriarchal yeah yeah old world like yeah completely like seeded in in this lyric that's supposed to be quite Good and noble, as you say. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a strange one. The, just quickly, because I have to tell mm. you this, because it made me fucking, like, almost fall off my chair. So, okay. firstly, the genius lyrics for this album is strange, like, because people seem to have just gotten in and no one's bothered to edit them. But okay. the, the about section of this seems mm. to think that it says, this song tackles domestic violence from the perspective of a child, which it absolutely does not. I don't know oh, why. Oh, I, th- I think it does. Do you? I don't think it does because yeah. it says like I hear a scream from down the hall and things like that. Like I don't know. I always think like it's definitely a person. Like the the just the perspective of it seems too grown up to be a child. Oh right, I see what you mean. I think yeah, maybe the way it's written. The way it's yes, it's written. Yeah, is, like I is a bit too like adult. But the idea of you being down the, down the hall. hall. Yeah, and I guess that's she's fine. saying like go back to bed and things like that. Yeah, I guess so. So I assume it's it's supposed to be from the child's point of view, but it, it doesn't have a child's voice, maybe. No, saying he's drunk again, it's time to fight, same old shit, just on a different night, doesn't sound like a child to me. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because it, it seems like a, some of the song is the child viewing it, but yeah. it doesn't, definitely doesn't sound like the child has written Has this written account. the lyrics, yeah, it's odd. Yeah. Um, but I have to tell you this because the it leads perfectly on. The rest of that verse, she grabs the gun, mm. she's had enough, tonight she'll find out how fucking tough is this man. 
it has a click on this for more info deal. Ooh. And when you click yeah. on it for more info, it says self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That person uh, has had fun with that. <laughs> fucking killed me. I was how, like, how many songs do you reckon he, that person has, <laughs> yeah. uh, has gone through and gone... That's very literal. I'll just yeah. be self-explanatory. <laughs> I hope lots. I hope I find them again because yeah. it made me fucking cry. So that's funny. fantastic. So good. Um, so that sort of takes us on to vocals. Obviously, uh, I think a, a, aside from their lyrical departure, um, potentially a lot of the reason people dislike Nickelback is is Chad himself um, and his voice. How do you feel about his voice? I don't know how anyone could say anything of the sort. I think his voice is incredible. I think... Okay, cool. As like a rock singer, you know what I mean? It's like, he's got a great voice. Like, he just he just yeah. does. It, like, it fits yeah. really well. He's always... He's got a great range on him. Like, he's got... He can go, like, really raspy and really high and... Yeah. Like, it fits perfectly. They're like a radio post-grunge rock band. Like... Yeah. And he sounds great. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Agreed. I think, yeah, of... If you had, to, if you listed all the post-grunge bands that sound like Nickelback and and that were around this time, obviously a lot of them have very serviceable vocalists that yeah. just like sound like the the next one and the next one. But I think you know he he has got a voice that's specific to him, and I think a lot of people have tried to mimic his voice in this mm-hmm. genre. I think he has like the post-grunge voice, doesn't he? Yeah, um, I would say so. And he yeah, and he is a very good vocalist. I will say that. I'm glad he sort of settled down by this album because listening to The Curb, he is a very weird vocalist. <laughs> he does some very weird, like, performances. Oh, um, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, there's a song, I think it's Where, like, Where, question mark. Right. Um, and it's, the it's like performance art, his his vocal performance. <laughs> is it like Yoko Ono? It's so, it's so weird. He's he's playing with like sort of pitch like he's he's almost um like like share whammy pedaling his voice oh. <laughs> yeah okay should we for, for the in the interest of not spending several hours on this should we yeah. move on to the second song we should so I mean there's not much to say about here are we because this is uh, I saw <laughs> no, it I was know. like it was the most played song of the 2000 to 2009 like that decade it was yeah it was yeah so everyone knows how you remind me you know but yeah it's it's cool like it's just a radio song in it but it is yeah that's that's the funny thing isn't it 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 feels like if they are a band that are, are trying to follow on from the 90s grunge sound then this should be I, th- I feel like this and woke up this morning should be flipped because this is the softer ballady single that should yeah. be like the zero chance position yeah and woke up this morning should be the Heavy hitter after never after again, your intro. in my yeah. opinion. No, you're um, absolutely right. Obviously, it doesn't have to be that formulaic, but for a band who loves a formula, you'd yeah. think that they would stick to it. <laughs> stick to the one that has worked and everything they're based on used. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's cool. Like, I like the clean guitar tone. I love that fucking, it's such a specific section, but I love the snare roll in. Because his oh, drums sound so yeah. nice. It's such a good yeah. way to kick your drums in. Um there's some cool bits, like in the second verse, the you know the damn near killed you when everyone matches, don't 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 like that, you know that's sort yeah. of interesting for like a radio song. I did see a thing 
Again, we're, we're on uh, Wikipedia, so there's a chance it's a lie. But did you see the thing that said, like, before they sort of wrote this album, Chad, like, studied every song on the radio, every successful song he could think of. He, like, listened to everything, music, lyrics, chord progressions, and tried to figure out why they were like popular and why they sold lots of singles and then he went and wrote how you remind me <laughs> and it does feel you, like that are you telling me that effectively chad kroger is like a a server like a generator <laughs> that yes. has that has heard every single song and has written its own song and this is what it sounds yes. like chad kroger is ai basically yeah if you if you Fantastic. fed him like from 1960 to 2000 singles that have gotten them on, this is what you'd get. You I mean, get how you remind them. That makes so much sense because then as their career progresses, the general population of music just got shitter and shitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And therefore he's just ingesting more data yeah. and putting out worse music. That makes yeah. so much sense. It does. Every year he just listens to 52 songs that reach number one every week and then he writes an <laughs> album and it just sounds like those 52 songs and that's why, like you say, over time they have gotten worse. That is incredible. I yes. hope that's true. So do I. Um, I love the fact that within 50 seconds, we've had an intro of verse, a pre-chorus, a chorus, and then we're out into the post-chorus in 50 yeah. seconds. you got to love it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's got that absolute classic Nickelback trademark, which I don't know if this is the first instance of it or if it's just like their biggest song, so therefore it became a thing. But of that pre-chorus of like, two bars leading into the chorus of like building up so if, for instance i don't know if, if the the chord on uh, if the chorus is in g or something they'd like go e f like four yeah. beats of e four beats of f and then just yeah. up into the chorus it's just that building dun 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 that thing yeah it's it feels like they now do that on every song, but I, yeah. I don't know where it started. Maybe it's this one. Who Maybe it's this one, but it's cool. But it's also got your classic thing as well, the, uh, in the post, the last chorus with the stops. I've been wrong, bah, uh, da, uh, da, da, because you yes. need the, just the vocals. Oh. Yeah, love that. Um, yeah. I know we've just sung very high praises for Mike Kroger's bass, but there's a thing in this song which I don't love about his bass, which oh, is the... No. When, the, when everything goes clean and acoustic for the final chorus and then um, the drums come in and his bass comes in and he's like several octaves up from where yeah. it should be. Boo -doo -doo -doo, um, yeah. And he's sort of doing like the four horsemen thing where it's like it's so high. It's like doo -doo -doo -doo, yeah, yeah. like that. But he's sort of playing the chorus and he does one round like that which sounds really cool. But then he sort of... It's like he attempt within the next round of the chorus, he attempts to descend back down to where he should be. Yeah. But because he's sometimes high and sometimes low, it doesn't. It, I think the whole thing descends, but it doesn't have the the right. Even though it's technically the right notes, it just it doesn't feel like the right progression. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I know I'm being really critical. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to be this, rich. That's why. This I is a here. big album. This, you know, we've 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 got to say things about it. We do. Uh, should we go to work up this morning? Yeah, I just want to say that uh, the the way how you remind me ends always confuses me because you know it's sort of the song finishes that, and then there's that yeah yeah yeah. I feel like that's not in the song, and then it's just it's after the song, or at least you can't really hear it enough in the song for it to yeah. be justifiable as yeah. a weird outro <laughs> thing. Five second outro, yeah, it is quite strange. Yeah. Okay, woke up this morning, 
Uh, it's something we've both done today. It's relatable. This is you know, he's, he's singing about what <laughs> he knows. Universal themes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone can get behind this. <laughs> Classic. Everyone listening to this woke up this morning. Perfect. I mean, we are being obviously we're being like tongue in cheek, but the lyrics in this song are great. I think. I think this is one oh, yeah. of his one of his uh more. This is like apparently his grand died, and he went to the funeral, and it was like shit, and it was not yeah. good. And he was having trouble with his then girlfriend, which is where quite a few of the songs on this album, I think, come from. Um, Mm -hmm. And he just had like a really bad day, basically, and wrote this song. Uh, But God damn, if it doesn't start with a fat riff for the ages. Jesus Christ. What is this riff? This is such a weird riff. It is. I still don't know if it's harmonics or just high notes. It must be high notes. I know this isn't official, but uh, listening to this album has made me want to just learn this whole album on guitar. And I feel like even though it's it's all cool i don't think any of this is going to be too hard to learn no i um, think you're right so I've, I've basically got the tabs open for the whole album so i can tell you um it's in drop bum, bum. c which yeah. i didn't realize that they knew how to go down to <laughs> um and yeah it's just chugging on the uh the open c and then it's on the the d and the a string well what would that be the c and the f strings yeah um yeah, uh, yeah. What? It's just it's not harmonics. It's just higher notes. Oh god, it's a fucking great. And I love that. Like they do that thing where the bass comes in with a big old slide, which he loves. Um, <clears throat> but then, like, I love that the bass doesn't match the riff. He's like, he's a, he really likes to play just with the bass drum. Dun dun, You know what I mean? He's yeah. not going dun 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 He's literally just playing yeah. dun I love that. It sounds really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's quite a metal thing to do, isn't it? Just hit the root notes and not hit the riff notes. Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, unless you're like Lamb of God, and then you can't hear yeah. it anyway because it's all fucking just mixed in <laughs> drop D madness. Um, I love how fast the lyrics are in this. I think his like vocal performance is really quite cool in this. Um, mm-hmm. And is I it love too that. much radio effect for you? No, so this is the thing effect, I but... fucking do. And I was going to say I've written like I think this might be the start of their. Maybe they always had it, but. You know, like live when you see them, if you've ever seen a video or whatever, they have like the normal mic and then next to it, the radio mic. And he like jumps over to the radio mic like all the fucking time because they do it all the time. Big old fan. Uh, Never gets old for me. I was hoping, just a quick side note, that they would tour this album for like the 20th anniversary. I'm hoping for a 25th anniversary, maybe 2026. They'll come around and just play the whole thing start to finish because... Yes, please. Well, I I know that for 20 years, all they did was release like a slightly different digital version of the album that's all they did great what i've been clamoring for maybe they don't want to play these songs anymore they're too good yeah maybe maybe for all daniel's flair in that opening track of <laughs> all the right reasons maybe he actually can't play like brian he can't go dun 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 <laughs> that's too <laughs> too easy yeah um, um, but yeah, this is a, a very weird riff. So it starts with a... And the second time, it's just like this massive swell. Like, like Yeah. I know that there's apparently some voice box on this song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's using it there or or where it is. No, I don't really either. hear a voice box. Me neither. Not in the way of like um, living on a prayer. Like it's not no, exactly, that apparent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It is great then, though. And then later on, I think when he plays it in the pre-chorus, it's like the main part of the riff, and then it's like more palm muted, like it's yeah, it's quite like a it's quite a funeral for a friend, like in terms of its structure and lots of palm mutes and 
yeah, it's it is a strange riff and just that massive swell, the boom. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, it is cool. I love you get like a pre-chorus build-up on the toms with all the. There's so much panning as well on the vocals of this album. Like the bit, the fast break in the verse, the tiny church, a tiny town, when everything cuts out but the drums and the vocals, and it's like suddenly in your left ear, like in a radio effect. And then it shoots back. It's so cool. It's like, it, yeah, it just yeah. sort of uh, comes out of nowhere. And then, I mean, it's got a great big old fucking chorus. And then we just need to talk mm. about another great goddamn bridge riff. Fucking killer. What? Yeah. I mean, where did this stuff go? That's I know. Like, that's like Alter Bridge sort of bridge. Oh, that's weird. Alter Bridge bridge <laughs> riffs. Yeah, it like, is. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I, they need more just big, chunky, drop C riffing. Riffing, they do. That's what we they need. Because they're so good at it, quite clearly. Yeah, exactly. Um, too bad, Kyle. This song isn't too bad, I'll tell you that. Devastating, this song. <laughs> it it's, is. It's Yeah. It's it's so good. And so, yeah. like like you say, genuinely like sad. Like the lyrics are, considering yeah. it's about like the fact that his dad really left when he was like two or whatever. It's yeah. it's genuinely like for a single as well. You know what I mean? When you think yeah. like you say now you'd get photograph, you'd get rock star. This yeah. is like like brutal in terms of its lyrical content. Yeah, it is. I love that like phase guitar tone at the start and his radio. Yeah. And then I swear the bass slide that comes in is like four necks long. I don't know how. It just keeps going and going when the bass slide comes in at the start. It's like it's like where did you start that like how fucking long is the neck it doesn't sound like he's right up the top no it doesn't but it just lasts for like a minute and i don't like yeah it's mad it's so good it is i think what makes this song so like yeah like genuinely devastating is that like it's sort of it's not just oh my dad left when i was a baby like it the lyrics in it it's such a well-written song that he's like especially in the second verse it's sort of like he's He's not completely angry and like mm-hmm. he totally understands where his dad's point of view is coming from. And I feel like that just makes it even worse. You know, I don't I don't know why, but like how he's saying, like, you left without saying goodbye, although I'm sure you tried, and like coming back and like it's it's such a it's not just like a fuck you, you left yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. What what have you done? Like it's so there's so much to it. And just I mean, just the opening verse of like describing the hands of the I, I don't know it's just like this amazing picture and world that he's, mm-hmm. amazing, that he's yeah. making yeah it's, it's uh, yeah it's so yeah it's just like a really good like imagery that he conjures that's yeah. you know that's yeah like you say really sad but not yeah i don't know it's just like he's like he's lost the ability to do this anymore i don't know why yeah. because clearly yeah. it's in there god it's good and the we need to talk about the solo also, in this song because it's mental oh. Two solos in one yeah, song from a like, band called Nickelback. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The solo in the middle is like one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. It like, yeah. it's like half in your left ear, half in your right ear, but they're just like on top of each other and they're just sort of going. It's like the way I picture it is that it's Tom Morello playing yes. whale sounds. <laughs> yeah. In reverse. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's so weird. But then, like you say, at the yeah. end, you just get that quickly. Like, yeah. oh, just a bit of actual shredding at the end. It's it's so good. Um, just four. Yeah. There you go. You're back to your slidey chords. Yeah. I think it's 
it's sort of like Nickelback wrote their own Smells Like Teen Spirit this song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, them's, them's big words, Rich. Uh, not in terms of like legacy. I just mean like th- it sounds like Dave Grohl style drumming. Yeah, massive snare rolls. Yeah, it's this sort of like chunky riff. Yeah, and then it drops down to just like hanging chords and, mm-hmm. and weird weird little notes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this is the one that's on Curb. So this yes. this is from the mid nineties. This song, um, and going back to it, the the Curb version. Well, basically, all of Curb just doesn't really have any bass in the mix, which is oh, okay. a shame. Um, so this really has like a huge bass sound to it, and I think his even though his uh, he's he's still doing some of those weird vocal ideas in this mm-hmm. song that are sort of very Curb era, but it's he's older whilst doing it, so it, it's sort of in the middle. Like it's it's got the weird ideas, but his voice has sort of grown up a bit, so it's yeah. It's more. It, well, it's it's less, like what what's going on? Are the lyrics the same? Is it like the same song musically and everything it's the exact just same re-recorded? Song, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's so close that I assume it's re-recorded, but it might just be remastered. I don't know. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, it's that, the same um, tempo, same everything. Yeah. Shit. All right. The uh, the the guitar part in the verse of this is so strange that like underneath that really high yeah. Like it's it's such a weird guitar part. Like it's it's a really atonal riff that shouldn't work, and it's it's kind of horrible and yeah. creepy in a weird way. Yeah. yeah, and you'd normally play it between sections, not every time the singer starts to sing. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, it's weird. And uh, I mean, this is this is one of those songs that's got a uh, very iconic ting moment in the bridge. It surely does. I had not remembered until. Literally, it happened, and then my body was just like, ting! Yeah. Like, my, my, my body remembered it. I didn't remember it. But, yeah. but your right arm knew where to hit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's also um, got... Also, an... Oh, go, go, go. Oh, well, I was just going to say, talking of uh, Ryan, in the second chorus, I'm pretty sure there's some double bass drum. I was literally about to say the same thing. I've never <laughs> noticed it. So, up to, like, to my knowledge... The only double bass I ever remember him playing is in Flat on the Floor at the start of the long road, yeah. which is a tune. <laughs> at the very end, he yeah. goes, like that. Yeah. Um, it's like really pronounced because it cuts to just the drums and he goes, but yeah, there's definitely, I've never, 20 years I've been listening to this album, I've never noticed double bass drum. Madness. So that's the first half of the album. And I say that because I do feel like there is a distinction between the first and the second half. Okay. Well. Let's see where this conversation so, goes. Now we get <laughs> so now we get to Hollywood, which is a a very sort of dirty nineties riff. This is another one of those. What is that noise? The like what the hell is? Sounds like his guitar is like a hundred feet away, but also it's so weird. I don't know what it is. In my head, it's like it's some kind of like machine in like a wood factory. Yeah. Like what is it? I, I don't, don't know. know. Neither do yeah. I. I've never known. It's but that so main the left the left ear that meow 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 meow. It's and then the fact that that carries through with this like really swung. Yeah, yeah. Fucking huge that riff. Jesus. And then that's Christ. all you get in the verse. I, I I think that's so like I can imagine Jerry Cantrell playing that. I can yep. imagine Kim and Chris playing that. Like it's mm-hmm. so. Dirt. I mean, they they probably do it in like five four, but yeah, it's uh yeah, it's it's such a 
cool. I mean, it's just two notes as well. I know. It is cool. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Um, I've never... I've always known that he's saying emergency in the chorus, but yes. also I I cannot hear the word emergency. Because he says emergency. Is what, yeah, yeah. Like, it sounds it like sounds he says emergency. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, yeah, isn't it? It's, One of those it strange is, yeah. pronunciations. Um, yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, the verse sort of matches the riff, doesn't it? Like the da 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 like that sort of thing yeah. in the verse is called. Cool. And then like you say, the... And then yeah, they're just the big two bends because the chorus is literally just down, 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 and then he has the robot voice line, all the yeah. living in Hollywood, like back living and forth. Living in Hollywood. It's so strange, and that's quite system of a down the way you just said that actually. You yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like vo- uh, lyrically, this song is sort of like a, a slight nod to, because I mean it's just about sort of there, there's certain songs on this half of the album which are a bit sort of more superficial lyrically I, I think compared to some absolutely massive hard hitters in the first half yep um uh, i mean it, it's not like he's not singing rock star but you know it is just about i don't know hollywood it's, it's yeah. kind, of, kind of interesting it's the and back from cali a... isn't it that we didn't like last time oh no <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry miles <laughs> sorry you were about to say something though you were about to say and then we get just a big old chad solo Yes, we do. I can't picture him soloing. I mean, clearly he does, but he's not a guitarist that you picture like no. shredding, is it? I mean, I've seen him do it live, and I still can't picture it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who supported them when you saw them? Do you remember? Uh, oh, shit, do I? No, I was going to say Hailstorm, but they supported Alter Bridge. I can't yeah. remember. Honestly, I can't remember. Um, maybe we arrived without, but after the support. Maybe that's why. I have no memory of the support. Anything else to say about Hollywood? No, should we, jump to, should we jump to... Should we jump to... Now that I look at the lyrics, yeah, I reckon it is. <laughs> Fucking Paul. Amazing. Uh, Moneybought. How do you feel about Moneybought? Singing, singing about strippers, isn't he? A classic. It's not God quite as... It, Chad. I know, it's me. not quite as... <laughs> not quite as sort of like ogling and like Michael Bayish as the, the more modern version. That's such a good way to describe him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's still, like you say, it's still quite sort of generic rock and roll lyrics, isn't it? About a girl yeah. who's got lots of money and she's, you know, like stripping yeah. now, oh, what a, like shame on her or whatever, I guess like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gross. And I feel like sentiment. maybe it's still trying to have that like noble, don't worry, man will save you sort of yeah. thing that never again has, but it's just like, it doesn't have the, at least never again has like feels like it's coming from the right place whereas this doesn't to me no i agree with you but it's got some interesting stuff so i like the the verse sort of drops down to this really weird like low bass or synth or something when it first kicks in yeah and it's like, like this fuzzy synth yeah but then like when everything kicks in like the normal bass comes in dun dun bum 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 so like i don't know if that is the bass or if it's like a synth thing i'm really not sure no um i don't think they really do like keys i mean they might do now but yeah i don't know either did at this point and i bloody love the offbeat china for the whole chorus like that's fucking killer of course yeah i mean we should also say that that main riff of this song is very cool yeah it is. yeah it's cool do you want to know what tuning we're in 
drop B, drop C again. Drop D. Um, where do I hide, Kyle? I love this song, Rich. I'm not This is like my <laughs> my hidden gem, my Nickelback. This and a song called "Throw Yourself Away" from The Long Road. Whenever people are like, Throw "Oh, Nickelback sucks," yeah, it starts with dun 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 dun, like between the two ears. Quickly listen to it. Baby's born on a bathroom floor. Yes, of course I remember that song. Oh, I'm definitely going to listen to all of Nickelback's discography after this episode. <laughs> Woo! Let's do it. And we'll talk about it later on. Um, yeah, whenever people like, I sort of like, oh, rock star, whatever. I'm always like, right, listen to Throw Yourself Away. I'm not going to say I'm going to convert you, but they mm-hmm. used to be good. I'm like, listen to Where Do I yeah. Hide? Listen to Throw Yourself Away. Like these like hidden yeah. album gems that no one knows about. This song, I think, is fucking brilliant. I love that riff. It's just heavy as hell. It's just riffs, riffs, riffs. It's killer. It really is. And I definitely wasn't expecting any like open chugging on this album. Yes. So the fact that you've got this like riff that's the first half of each line, basically. And then the second time he comes around, he's just like chugging in the middle. Like, so, so um, where's this come from? I, I realised this week that I absolutely stole that. <laughs> Subconsciously stole it. Nice. Uh, if you ever listen to How to Wait for Nothing uh, from our EP... The yeah. verse goes for the first four bars, and then the second yeah. half of the chorus of the verse absolutely stole it. I think I don't think that's a Nickelback trademark. I, I don't I guess think you not. need to worry. I think that's that's probably quite a regular occurrence. I would it say is. just not in Nickelback's discography. I guess not in their discography. No, no. But maybe, yeah, maybe maybe this is where I cribbed it from subconsciously. But yeah, it's a tune. The chorus is enormous. I think his voice on this is brilliant. Like, oh, there's yeah. some, like, just he goes, like, really, like, just some loads of, like, shouts and stuff. Like, yeah! Like, into the... Yeah, big vocal performance on this one. Okay, now we get, now we get to a song called Hangnail, which mm-hmm. I have definitely brought up on this podcast before. Yeah. And especially when we talked about hybrid theory. And yeah. I, we, we had a conversation where we were like, oh, I remember seeing a song called Paper Cut and thinking that's just a cool name and that's yeah. going to be a heavy as hell song. And I'm probably pretty sure that on that episode I mentioned, oh, and also Hangnail from Silver Side Up. I remember yeah. looking at the track list on this and going, Hangnail, that's going to be an absolute banger of a riff. Yeah. I've got two theories. Either I remembered wrong and listened to it and went, yeah. It's not actually a banger of a riff, especially right. next to Where Do I Hide? Or at that age, I was like, yeah, this is huge. Right. I can't remember, but I, I mean, I I don't think this would feature in my top five like opening riffs of this album. Okay. Because it's like compared to, especially like Where Do I Hide? Uh, like Woke a lot this of morning. these. It's, yeah. Woke Up This Morning, exactly, yeah. It's, it's fine, but it's not like this big riff, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's, it's like, it's certainly more riffing than the chord stuff, than, you know, like, yeah, da, da, sure. da, 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 whatever. But yeah, it's a cool, it's like a cool, but I think you're right. It's not fair that it comes after Where Do I Hide, which is just Riff City and mm-hmm. like start start to finish banging. Um, but it's still a cool riff. Like, I'm not going to, and I do like the the sort of the verse feel of it when it sort of drops down a bit, but 
it just like that like you know that kind of like that weird sliding chord picking thing um it's cool and i do love the not pre-chorus pre-chorus that it's not worth it for me bit when it drops down to the yeah they're like that clean guitar it's like quite shimmery that bit, yeah especially yeah. on his voice yeah it, it this song definitely takes the quiet loud dynamic yes. to another level because i mean they've been doing it for the whole album mm. you know as as the 90s taught them but <laughs> this song it like it's this massive thing and then it literally goes almost to silence and then yes. the chorus happens and it's like a massive explosion it's, yeah it's also what what do you think he means by this life you lead like swimming in a shiny ballroom what does that I mean he, i think he's lost his mind <laughs> have you ever swum in a shiny ballroom no and i don't like describing something like a shiny ballroom i don't know what that means like what no it's not uh it's not relatable like waking up this morning is it no it's certainly not chad <laughs> i've never lived in a shiny ballroom <laughs> yeah we can't all be big rock stars with 15 <laughs> houses and 16 cars or whatever yeah. i'll tell you what else i love in this i love the melody in the second verse when he sort of changes it up and everything's like really long like the mm-hmm. don't sing too well don't scream too well that that yeah. you know and, he, and he's yeah. like holding all the notes a really long time i think it's a really good juxtaposition from the first verse which is kind of like snappy and staccato i uh i've always loved yeah. the way he sings that god yes damn uh, and then by the outro and the sort of by the time the main riff comes back at the end I don't know how many guitars there are in that section, yeah. <laughs> but there's like, there's the main two, and then I think there's like extra ones just doing the normal stuff, and then there's maybe some like extra rhythm in there. There's also like a lead line who's sort of like soloing the main yeah. riff over the main riff, and it's like, okay, this is uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of overdubbing. It is. I do love that you get like the like fill section at the end when they're doing like down 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 like that. Yeah. It's a nice little drum showcase. It is, yes. Okay, Kyle, let's talk slide guitars. This song is so strange. Not it like is. not only in the context of Nickelback's career, but I think just in the context of sort of two thousand and one Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like certainly that era rock, like post grunge music. It's a weird song. It is. I've and I love it though. I love it. Yeah, it's so good, isn't it? It's such a good song. It, it's an odd one to finish with, but also yes. it. I don't know how you would no, then follow. It this wouldn't go anywhere else. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's not. It's not a uh, like. It doesn't signify the rest of the album, so it's a no. strange one to sort of end your mind with. But it's, it's got such a nostalgic sense to it. Obviously, good times gone, so it sort of fits at the end, and it's just this weird long, like building. You know, it's a bit like. Um, untitled finale on the Atreo album that sort yes. of like progressed into this elbow-esque like layers of yeah. building and just rounds and rounds of these things happening like mm-hmm. it's rife for being an outro even though it's just not at all anything to yeah. do with the rest of the album uh, yes but yeah I think it's really cool you know we get some acoustic country sounding guitar yeah and, uh, Ian's like sort of just noodling with his slide yeah, guitar. Yeah, such a good and tone, we go though, isn't it? Some picking and uh, this again, like really good lyrics about like I mean I know it's about gambling mostly, but like the way he's expressing it is just all about loss and mm-hmm. uh, everything's gone and, and things like that. Just the way he's talking about it is is really really good. And 
I think you got some like his drums sound really muted at first. Yeah, I don't know how then he. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think just the the way it builds is just so good, so so good. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It's amazing that that verse has a real like you know Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi again to to the yeah. ding 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 that sort of like picked acoustic like descending. Yeah. It's got that real cowboy feel. Um, yeah, and yeah, does, whatever. Yeah. Whatever that tone he's got, because there's loads of the slide stuff where it sort of like swells in real, real, real. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he's doing with his right hand, but it's amazing. And I'll tell you what else is great. Chad's harmonies in this. Toward, as it builds mm. and builds and builds at the end, there's loads of top harmonies. And Chad is like, wah! Like he's fucking up yeah. there and it's killer. It really is. Yeah. Oh, he's got what I lo- What I love about this song is that there are, like when you look at the lyrics and you actually like go through the song... There's three like pretty sizable verses yes. involved, and they're all like good. Mm-hmm. But in my head, this song is just the two chorus sections repeating because they sort of like lead into each other. Yeah. And in my head, this song is just those two just sort of fueling each other and like going this, then that, then this, then that. And you just yeah. every time you hear one finish, you just want the next one to kick in even bigger, and then after that, the next one even bigger. And when it does actually finish and it sort of fades out, yeah. every time I'm like waiting for just another round of yeah. just the chorus to just explode again. Yeah. But Which is a lot considering it's, it's it's five minutes twenty this song. It's by far the longest song on the album. Yeah. Also, quick but side note, who the hell is playing that guitar at the end? You know when it stops and fades out and then someone goes round like that really fast. <laughs> who the hell is playing that? It's so Maybe good. Maybe that's Ian, he's like taking his uh, slide Ring, thing ling, off. Ling, and... It's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Christ. Yeah. Woo. Well, that is an album called Silver Side Up by Surely Nickelback is. Kyle. Um, Surely is. We've said some big things. <laughs> how, do, how do you feel about it? I mean, I clearly know how you feel about it but you do like i this is this is genuinely this is the flip side of appetite for destruction i thought we were going to get crucified for not liking appetite for destruction i'm certain yeah. we're going to get crucified for liking a nickelback album uh sure as you said it's like you know i will die on that cross yes exactly and i'm about to right now this album is great i know the nickelback fell off you know the mountain top as far as uh yeah. like you know songwriting went but in my opinion it was two albums later than this. Long Road is good. Mm-hmm. All the Right Reasons is when it started to slip and a lot of the tracks are like filler, no killer. Um, mm. But I think this album stands the test of time. Yes, there are some lyrics that are a bit ropey to my, uh, you know, grown up ears. But in terms of sheer, just like the joy of the songs, I know it's like nostalgia yeah. as well, but it, it gives me that hybrid theory. It's not as good as hybrid theory because nothing is. But it's got that 2001, I was a kid, like every song was a banger and now I fucking feel the same. Like I, you stick this yeah. album on, it's 40 minutes long and it's 40 minutes of joy from start to finish. I love yeah. it. I think Chad's got a great voice. Uh, he was sort of at the peak of his powers between radio ear, but not singing about shite. Um, and yeah, everyone's firing on all cylinders. It's a great album. I love it. I don't give a shit. Fuck yeah. you all. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like System of a Down as well. When he uh, does that like oh, really fast bit in the same <laughs> Um, Uh, yes I totally agree I know that obviously we're supposed to hate them and everyone loves to hate them and mm -hmm. yes I think this is before that stage and I think the signs are maybe there that the decline is coming but this album generally I I think 
a lot of it's nostalgia, but I think it is genuinely good. Like there, it's not a shit album that I happen to love. Yes, I don't think. I agree. Um, I I think there is some really good stuff. Like every, as you say, like everyone's actually playing so much higher standards than I was expecting from this album. His voice is obviously great, and yeah, lyric wise, he's doing some really smart stuff on this album. And then mm-hmm. yeah, nostalgia on top of that. There's a reason that I told that story of this song that this album like keeping me awake on my drives home because listening to something like Iowa or The Blackening is like yeah it's heavy as hell and I can blast it and be like <laughs> but there's Mad Max. there's nothing there's nothing better than like driving down the motorway singing your heart out to like Absolutely. too bad that's what keeps you awake because it's so much fun yeah, absolutely. And I would say, mildly, not that anyone is against us because there's no one else here, but in our mild defence... Well, I mean, Ro- Rocky is looking at me like, uh, like this. <laughs> but, like, I feel like we went back to Chocolate Starfish and we hated it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think nostalgia is always... You know what I mean? Like, I loved yeah. that album as a kid and I don't and anymore. I, and I went back to Infest and didn't like it. Exactly. Whereas Hybrid Theory and this, I still like, which I think must yeah. say something, right? We're not blinded by our youth, like... No, we are, we are objective. Not. Yes, as much as we can be. Um, yes. Have you picked three songs? I've picked four because because less just than cause... me. Oh wait! <laughs> so I've gone for woke up this morning. Too bad. Where do I hide? And good times gone. Great. Okay. Well, I've I've gone for uh, I picked just four. Then I said the first five. Just <laughs> the first five. Yeah. Then where do I hide? And good times gone. Okay, so, so you've got. Seven. I guess I've picked seven out of ten. <laughs> okay, so why um, do you want to go on the playlist? Well, we get three because we both said yeah, death definitely so, yes. So we're we're agreed that too bad should be on there, right? Yes, too too bad is fantastic. too bad for sure. So um, I think well, I mean, we've both said where do I hide and good times gone, but yeah. I have by proxy or also said woke up this woke morning, this... and I, uh, I, yeah. I think and Good I, Times I think, Gone is... I think Just Four is my favourite. That's the annoying oh, thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think Good Times Gone is good enough, like, strange enough that it should be on there, but... Yeah, sure. Like, I, I'm not sure. But also, yeah, I'd be loath to lose Whether I Hide or Work this morning. I don't really know, Rich. Okay, would, let's go. Would, would you rather have Just four. four than anything else? I would rather have just a playlist of Just Four than anything we've ever listened to, Kyle. Okay, I'll do, I can do that. <laughs> Just delete everything yeah. from the last 93 episodes. We're starting again. Yeah. Um, where do I hide? Yeah. Where do I hide? Too bad. And just four or good times gone? Both. Yay! <laughs> we did it. Um, no, I, I, I think maybe we go good times gone. Look, we, put uh, four, we put four from hybrid theory on. Why not? Uh, no, I'm I'm happy with too bad. Where do I hide? Good times gone, and then I'll just listen to the rest. I mean, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's things like Never Again and How You Remind Me haven't even come up in conversation, even though they're really good. They are really good. So there you go. We'll just have to listen to it. Everyone, go and listen to Self Side Up. It is genuinely yes. great. Ignore the haters. It is. Okay. Um, should we listen to a new album? We probably or should. should we just carry on listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Would you like to give me a number? Yes, I would. It's number 43. Oh, thought you were going to say four. Uh, I'm glad you didn't. Um, <laughs> oh, interesting. It's Revelations by Audio Slave. I mean, 
it's uh it's a it's uh i won't say a strange album but it's it's uh it's not quite the same as the first one or maybe even two it's a bit more funky oh love that see what um, you think if you'd like to get in touch with us you can email us chew the metal at gmail.com uh to tell us that you similarly love silver side up or that you don't like it um that one might go to our junk automatically. Yeah. <laughs> or to say that you want what you want us to talk about a certain album that you like or you want to be on the show, whatever. Just email us, chewthemetal at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at chewthemetal. And whatever platform you listen to us on, please rate us and review us as much as you can on said platform. Um, and just tell all your friends about us as well. If, uh, yes, please. if your friend goes, I would love to listen to a new show. <laughs> where people are listening to specifically rock and metal albums, often from the noughties, <laughs> I think we might be able to help. <laughs> I think, so. I would hope so. Yeah. Okay, uh, that has been Silver Side Up by Nickelback. Oh, we didn't talk about Rolling Stone. I'm so sorry. It's fine. What happened? Roll- <laughs> Rolling Stone gave this two out of five. And yes! <laughs> I want to just read their thing to you. All right, because, perfectly. Under the wire. Uh, uh, what a way to end if, this episode. <laughs> if you listen to modern rock radio, then you've heard of Nickelback. This Canadian quartet's second album, Lie, Wrong. do your research, um, <laughs> Silver Side Up, sounds powered by fuel, motivated by creed, and stained by uh, stained. See what they did there? Um, uh, very nearly cool. every song seems trapped in the amber of early 90s Seattle aesthetics. Nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, the sonic equivalent of too many unfortunate goatees. It's all here. Loud, soft dynamics. Good. A light, a lighter waving power ballad. Good. Agro lyrics that touch on all the expected trauma topics, abuse, depression, gold digging women, and those slightly discordant yet catchy chord progressions. I don't know if they're discordant. I think they're oh, yeah. almost too chordant. Yeah. If anything. <laughs> yes. uh, the band delivers its sound professionally, and this is where... <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> and this is where people working at Rolling Stone really earn their money, Kyle. But if you're looking for originality, you might want a full refund instead of a nickel back. Ah, ah, woo! Amazing. Well done. Well done. So good. Uh, so that's been uh, Nickelback Silver Side Up. <laughs> we're going to go listen to... What are we going to go listen to? Revelations by Audio Slave. Yay! And we should see you then. Thank you. Bye! Well, I would like to tell you, I am negative. Way, we did it, everybody. You heard it here first. It's just, it's just being ill that I. Way, have, well, that's a relief.